Welcome to Zealous Conversations, a podcast dedicated to growing the kingdom through shining the light and setting the standard. I'm Taylor J, and I want to welcome you to this devotional show. And I ask you to walk with me as we go through this journey of what it means to live successful, stylish, and saved. Let's get into the show. Hey everyone, and welcome to season two of Zealous Conversations with Taylor J. I am so excited to be back with you guys. I just feel rejuvenated. I feel refreshed. I feel good in the Lord. And I'm just really excited to just dig into just these amazing messages that the Lord places on my heart, um, things that he sends me through in my life to also share with you all, and just to have a, a genuine and a very healthy conversation that will help us to grow in our knowledge of Christ, to grow in our love of Christ, and, and just to really help us push forward the kingdom of God. That's what it's all about, you know? So, God bless you guys for listening. Thank you guys for checking it out, um, especially those who are new listeners. Welcome to the show. Those of you who were with me before, thank you guys. And I definitely want to say thank you to those who have reached out to me over the course of the last, about, I think the last time I posted an episode was like five months ago. So over the last five or six months reaching out and just saying how much you missed the show and how it encouraged you and how it blessed you. And I'm glad to be back so that we can do it again. So yes. So you can find me, Taylor J, on social media at Azella's Voice. You can also check out my um my blog at thezealousvoice.com. And it's so funny that I plug that because um I actually have it off the web right now because I'm revamping it. So once it gets back up, I will let you guys know about that. And also follow my um, journalism Instagram, Taylor J on TV. That is my broadcast journalism Instagram. So if you want to see what I do in my everyday work, definitely check out that Instagram page. And you can also find me on Facebook at Taylor J W S E T. All right. So guys, like I said, I'm so excited to be back. And I just want to just share a quick little story just about how God orders our steps and he lets us know when we are in the right place and when we are doing what we're supposed to be doing. So I've been putting it off for a while getting back to doing the show. And, you know, it crossed my mind or I'll say, I'll do it this day. I'll do it that day. And I would never get around to it. And so 2019 is what I'm calling the year like never before. And what I mean by that is that this is going to be a year where I am pressing into God like never before. How I am just really living my life in ways that I had never lived it before. I've never been good with my finances. And it's like, you know what, this year that's being broken, you know, I've already taken strides necessary to make that change. I want to delve deeper into the word. I want my relationship with God to go to higher heights and deeper depths. I want to really 
just go to a whole new level in my career as God allows and in personal relationships and just being a, a new creation, you know, with a new a renewed mind, a new set of eyes and just doing things differently and doing things more kingdom based. I have always, always been committed to God, but I've never been all in. Of course, times get difficult. We we fall off track and things of that nature. And I never fell off the wagon that hard. But a lot of the times last year, some, most things were about me more than they were about me putting Jesus at the forefront. And this year is what that's all about. And I'm just really excited to see how my life is going to change and how it's going to develop because I've decided to intentionally make that choice. So, you know, I challenge you to take those things into consideration. How did you live your life this year or last year? And how can you better put Jesus at the front of everything that you do? You know, how can you how can you change that? Adding in more prayer time, reading your Bible more, um, you know, changing the company that you keep. It's 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 a process. <laughs> Definitely a process that is achievable and it takes intentionality, but it also takes total surrender. Um I want the Holy Spirit to lead me into everything that I do. The Holy Spirit is with us to lead us into all truth, and that's what I want to be led in all truth, to have my path directed by God and no one else. And, you know, just to see what what happens from that. And I think that that is what contributes to success or what contributes to great success. And that's what I want to talk about today is success. What does that look like, especially in the life of a believer? And by the world standards, success is, you know, the three the three pillars, money, power, respect. When we believe that someone is successful, it comes with their promotion. It comes with more money. It comes with material things or it comes with people knowing their name, them having a platform, um, you know, people doing things for them or giving things to them, having influence and a wide range of influence, like over a large group of people, not just, you know, your neighbor or your friend, but thousands upon thousands of people. And then respect. You know, you are successful when people have respect for you, when people acknowledge you, when people recognize you for who you are. That's how we see it according to the world standards. But the 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 Bible has a little bit more to say about what success is, and success starts with God. Success starts with God. Um I think for the longest time, it would seem as though success was one way. But what I've come to realize, especially in the world's terms, that success is very subjective. It's It all depends on the situation and it all depends on the person and, you know, what they believe success looks like to them. But with the word of God, it's a completely different situation. Um, and it's pretty straightforward. So what I'm going to read is Joshua 
And we are going to go to chapter one. And we are going to start in verse one. Okay. So Moses has died and Joshua is basically taking over Moses's assignment to lead the people of Israel into the promised land. Um, Moses was supposed to do so, but he was not able to make it in because of his disobedience. So he died before he could see it. So let's get to chapter one. And it reads, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses's assistant, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people into the land that I'm giving to them to the people of Israel. Every place that that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that my Moses, that my, that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For when you for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And this passage is very personal for me in particular because if you listen to the first season, you know that I made a sudden move from the DMV, Prince George's County, Maryland, to Lynchburg, Virginia for my career in journalism. I'd never heard of Lynchburg before. When the job opportunity came to me, I did not recall applying for it. I had no idea where it came from. It just seemed like it came all the way out of left field. So, of course, fear is going to say to me, girl, you know, you don't need to, you never heard of that place. You don't need to interview for that. You've been applying to other places. That's not for you. You need to stay where you are in the land that I was familiar with. But through my time of seeking God, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do in this instance? My pastor back in Maryland had called me to do a fast for 40 days and to figure out, you know, what he wanted me to do next. And that's when this whole Lynchburg thing came up. And so in my time of fasting, I'm like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? What did you want me to do? And he led me to this passage. And it just really, it has really stuck with me so much so um, that it was confirmed also, I want to say it's in Deuteronomy as well, where this is mentioned, the be strong and courageous, do not be afraid. And then when I moved to Lynchburg, it basically got confirmed for me again, because I went to TJ Maxx here and I went to the home section. And the first thing that I saw was a wall hanging that had Joshua 1-9 on it. 
and that wall hanging is right next to my front door so I look at it every day before I leave and that's a little bit of a sidebar but in this passage in Joshua the 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 Lord makes it very clear what it takes to have good success and that brings me to my first point meditating on and internalizing the word of God the word of God is our instruction manual we are unable to achieve anything for God or anything that is kingdom based or kingdom purpose without like we can't do it without the Bible and in here it says to be careful to do according to all the law that my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may have good success wherever you go. The book of the law, which is the word of God, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you will be careful to do all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Now, when it comes to the word of God, especially nowadays, people are very apprehensive about it because a lot of people want to live by head knowledge and what seems rational to them and what makes sense to them. A lot of people these days don't have faith in the word being the infallible, inspired, only written word of God. You know, oh, it was written in hundreds of translations and it was written by men. So this can't not this can't possibly be the word of God. But faith tells us that if we believe in Jesus Christ and if God says that this is his word, then we have to believe that this is his word by faith. Faith is not a rational thing. And there is a lot of historical knowledge to know about Jesus and to know about the word of God. But we can't look at it that way. We have to look at it with our spiritual eyes. We have to look at it with with faith and trust that if we say that we believe in Jesus Christ, that we believe that this word is what it says it is so that everything that is in it is correct. Everything that is in it is not a contradiction and that everything that is in it is going to help us to be the best possible Christians, the best possible disciples, the best possible followers of God and representations for our brothers and sisters that we can be. And so, so much outlined in the word of God helps us more than it hinders us. A lot of people see the word of God as a bad thing, as something that's trying to keep you from living your best life or or doing fun things or being free. But there's more freedom in following the word of God than there is being bound to our own desires and the things that get us caught up in the world. And another thing about the importance of meditating on the word is that you have to, you have to know it for yourself because there are people out there who will be able to use the word to trap you. In Matthew chapter four, Jesus was in the wilderness fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And during that time of his fasting, Satan met him where he was in the wilderness and tried to tempt him with the scriptures. And if Jesus did not know 
the word for himself, if he did not know what was written and in each rebuttal that he had for, for the devil, he said, it is written, you know, that he would have been able to easily fall into those traps that Satan tried to set for him. And it's the same thing for us today. And over the weekend, um, I went to a small group that I go to here from time to time. And we were talking about, I want to say it was in First Timothy, where it talks about how in the last days there are going to be false teachers. There are going to be people who are going to be twisting scripture. And there are a lot of them right now. A lot of people's favorite pastors and a lot of people probably don't want to sometimes come to that reality. You know, a lot of the things that they're saying and a lot of the things that they're teaching are not on course with the scriptures and what they say. It's more so being tweaked to be more me-based, more me-centered versus it being more Christ-centered. So it's important to remember the word, to internalize it, and to, to keep it in your heart, to keep you on the right path, and to keep you from falling into traps that will devour you or traps that will lead you off the track to the success that the Lord has planned for you. And when we look in this passage in Joshua, you know, God already tells him, go over to the Jordan, you and all these people in the land that I'm that I am giving to them. Every place that you that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you. So the destination is already there. The, the success is already laid out for you. But in order to get there, you have to follow the directions that God gives. And so in meditating and in internalizing, you know, it's like, okay, it's in my heart, it's in my mind, it's there. But then it's like, okay, what's next? And right before I get to point two, I just want to mention um, a scripture in Psalm 119. And I'm going to talk a little bit about Psalm 119 at the end of the episode. But in it, it says, uh, let me find the verse. Okay, Psalm 119, verse 9 through verses 11. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So not only does the internalization and the meditation of God's word lead us to these, these successful destinations that he has ordained for us, but also internalizing his word and storing it in our hearts keeps us from transgressing against him. It keeps us from sinning against him. It keeps us from grieving God. And not only that, but it helps us to become more holy. It helps us to be sanctified in mind and in action. And that's what we, that's what we want. The word, and and that's what I love about the Holy Spirit, because especially nowadays, you know, sometimes I might go back to my old ways or I might think a certain thing or I might tweet a a certain thing. And it's like my spirit stops me because it's like, you know what? God wouldn't be pleased with that because his word says that I should only speak life or that I should, um, you know, edify my brothers and sisters and And those things that are in the scripture, that are truth, that help to build me up in the faith and build me up as a believer, 
You know, those things keep me from sinning against God and sinning against my brother and sister and even sinning against myself. So it's of great importance of knowing the word and and keeping it and storing it in our hearts. And so, like I was about to mention, okay, yeah, I'm meditating on it. I'm internalizing the word. What next? And part two is obey and act on it. It's not enough to just know the word. It's not enough to just, you know, keep storing it in and, and and keeping it within. But you also have to act on it. You also have to um, demonstrate it. It's, you know, that's just, that's just the way the cookie crumples, guys. And so um, I want to go to James chapter one and read a little bit from there about being not only hearers, but doers of the word also. So if you are following along or if you're listening, just listening through, I'm about to go to James for you guys. Let's see. This is taking a little longer than I planned, y'all. Bear with me. Bear with me. Okay, so here we are. James chapter 1, and then we're going to start at verse 19. Know this, my beloved sisters. Oof, I said my beloved sisters. This is how you know that this is a show for the ladies because it definitely says, know this, my beloved brothers. I don't even know why I said sisters but whatever. So know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forget what he looks like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing." That's powerful right there. And one of the um, the parts of this passage that always stands out to me is the part where it says, if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forget what he was like. And so when we're not acting upon the word, it can make it really easy for us to forget it. It can make it easy for us to to just remain the way that we are. When we're not putting the word into action, we're not allowing it to transform us. We're not allowing it to change us. And that's one of the key components of being a follower of God. That, you know, when Christ becomes part of your life, when you take him into or you accept his invitation of salvation... You should be changing. You should not be the same person that you that you were. And one thing about this word is that it's, it's dynamic. It's transformative. When you read it and you make it part of your life and you make it your intention to 
follow it and to put it into action, you become a brand new person. You don't think the same. You don't act the same. You don't approach things the same way. And sometimes in order to get to that destination in mind that the Lord has for you, when it comes to the success that he has written in his will for your life, you have to change. You can't be the same person that you were before. You know, and not only does the Bible speak on character, but it also speaks on how to handle money. It speaks on how to work on your job, you know, how to how to be of service to other people. You know, it's not just about, um, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that, or you can't be like this, or you can't be like that. But it it prunes you and it shapes you to be the person that you need to that you need to be in order to Give God the glory, but then also do what needs to be done in his kingdom to achieve that assignment, which he has given for you to do. And the only way to get there is to act on it, is to just just make something make something shake. <laughs> you know, you got to make something shake with it. Um, and you don't want to you don't want to be the same. You don't want to be living to your own, your former standards. God's standards, they seem like they're high and through the roof, but if they were not attainable and if they were not achievable, they probably would not be set for us. Jesus came and he accomplished every single standard that needed to be met by us mere sinful humans. He fulfilled the law. And in Jesus' example, it gives us the ability to do the same. It gives us the ability to achieve the same feats, to, to get over every difficulty, every distraction, and every, every hurdle that is sent our way. And that's why I'm so grateful for him, because nothing is out of our reach. Nothing is out of our reach thanks to Jesus and thanks to his sacrifice and thanks to his example, we have to act on what we hear and we have to pay close attention to the things that we hear. It's crucial. So we have to meditate on the word and internalize it. And we have to obey it and act on it. And then lastly, we need to share with others. The things that the Lord puts on our hearts and the things that the Lord has put in his word is not made exclusively for the individual. It is to edify the body of Christ and it is to bring sinners to repentance. There are so many people out here in this world who do not know God, who think they know him, but don't know him fully. And it is our job as believers and it is our jobs as disciples to go out into the world and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's intimidating and it's scary. No one wants to be rejected. No one wants to be judged. No one wants to be looked at as judgmental. Nobody wants to be looked at as insensitive and no one wants to offend but when we hold this, this word up to ourselves, it is offensive 
because it's calling us out on our mess. It's absolutely calling us out. It's, it's so many times that the Bible has drugged me and read me for filth. And, you know, it's, it's hard, but I'm grateful for it because it, it helps me to become a much better version of myself. So in in this part of sharing it with others, um, we're going to go to Matthew 28. And this scripture is probably very familiar to a lot of people. It is about the Great Commission. Um, I also want to apologize if you hear my pages, turn it in the background. (laughs) Okay, so Matthew 28, we're going to start at verse 16. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Success also comes in telling people about the good news of Jesus Christ, of telling them the good news that that saves their life and that brings them to eternity. And and we all want eternal life. And when we stand before God in the end, that's that's something, you know, that we're going to be evaluated on. Who did you lead to Christ? Who did you help to come to know who he is? And in here. In verse 20, it says, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. So all of the commands that Jesus has given us or pointed to us is within these scriptures, which takes us back to point one, which is meditating on and internalizing the word of God. We won't be able to share the gospel if we don't know it. We won't be able to share the commands in which Jesus has, has you know, appointed to us if we don't study to show ourselves approved if we don't meditate and internalize it, but then also obey and act on it. And in Matthew 6, um, verse 33, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because, you know, I'm talking about success, but I'm not really talking about money. I'm not really talking about material things. Success just comes from being obedient and starts with these three steps. And then In those three steps, you're putting God at the forefront. You're putting Jesus at the forefront. So whenever Jesus is first in your life, whenever he is top priority, seeking first his kingdom, everything else that he wants us to have and all the things that he feels that we should have, all the blessings that he that he has already set forth in his will, the promotions, the the prosperity, if that be what he wants for us, the influence whatever else, those things are going to be added as he sees fit for us. And that's where we need to put our focus. Less on what's in it for me. Less on, oh, you're going to you're going to be a millionaire or a billionaire and thousands of people are going to know your name and you're going to be international and all this and all that. Those things are irrelevant. What's most important is knowing Jesus, knowing his word and sharing it with others. When we make that our primary focus, 
Everything else is going to fall in line effortlessly. You won't even know how it happened. You won't even know where it came from or how it got to you. You'll know the source, but also you won't even be able to put your name on it. And that's what we want, for God to have the glory sincerely. Not Taylor did it. Not whoever else is listening, insert your name, did it. But that God did it. Jesus did it. He is the center. It's about him. It's all about him. And I just, it's my hope and it's my prayer that as you listen to this message, that you receive it in your heart and that you, you're you motivated to do things differently. And that if you want to see success, if you want to see yourself prosper in life, then you would do it by meditating on that word day and night and not letting it depart from you. Because that that's where you will be prosperous and have good success by keeping the word at the forefront of your life. And that's what I have. So I hope you guys enjoyed this message. And um, earlier I said that I was going to talk a little bit about Psalm 119. I've been feeling very drawn to that passage lately. Um, It's very long. It's 176 verses. It's the longest chapter in the Bible. And it's a lot of great gems in it. And so I'm going, I'm doing a Bible plan. I think it's about 52 days long based on Psalm 119. And I want to use it to, you know, try to memorize some of the passages. And I want to make it a challenge to open up to others. So if you are interested in being part of that challenge, definitely send me a DM um, on my social media at a zealous voice, or you can email me taylor at thezealousvoice.com so that we could do it together and, and grow together and just really dig into the word. And, and really have it hidden in our hearts and really just be for real about this. You know, there's just so much in store for us. God has so many great things on the horizon and it all starts in the word. So definitely let me know if you guys want to listen to it. Reach out. And I can't wait to just really get into the second season. It's going to be great. I hope to have some really great guests and it's going to be a great time. So thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe. Please share. Please leave reviews. Let us know or let me know what you think about this episode and how it's blessed you. If it's blessed you at all and what you've learned and how you've grown, you know, let's do it together, guys. So take care and I will talk to you next time.